When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. PHNX Suns VIP Lounge brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Your podcast and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Espo. Gerald Borgay will be joining us later. And gentlemen, the Phoenix Suns defeat the Dallas Mavericks 129-109 to and now have a 2-0 lead on the series. I was wrong about my draft yesterday. And saying the movies that I picked were overrated, but I was not wrong in saying that Luca was, because that guy got cooked. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Paul is the best point guard in the NBA. Suck it, Luca. (laughs) That fourth quarter was so enjoyable to watch, especially after the first three quarters that were just. For the most part, pretty painful, not because of our own doing. We'll get into that later. But that fourth quarter was so much fun, and thank goodness for it. It was uh, the first time all season that I felt like like we were really in the moment. You know what I mean? Like last year kind of came back a little bit. You know, Dan Bickley made a good point today on local radio. He said that Suns fans haven't really felt – threatened yet like like they were last year against the Lakers in the first round when they went when we went down you know 2-1 and like you know and and not that the Suns felt threatened tonight at all but the Luka angle and how you know they came back in the fourth quarter in game one and so you know maybe we gave them a little bit of you know ammo for for game two and then you forget oh yeah Chris Paul's the goat of all point guards this is just, it was magical. It was fantastic. You're right. That was the first time it felt like it was the playoffs. Yeah. The crowd mm-hmm. was intense. We'll get into the refs who were doing ref things. And then that fourth quarter was, oh, yeah, the Phoenix Suns have come to play. It's playoff basketball again. And I, I just, the fourth quarter was so fun. Was so, so much damn fun and it was almost the exact opposite of last game right it was the first three quarters the suns were like yeah and the fourth quarter they went all right time to deliver that knockout blow well it's because they were angry about the fourth quarter on monday night they had conversations about it yesterday and were like yeah we're not doing that again if we had a good fourth quarter on monday it would have been a blowout just like it was tonight so 
They just, they came in with a vengeance and they got it done. Espo, take us to the bar. The people want to know what we're drinking. Let's go to the bar. We're drinking a blended pigeon with one Luka Doncic on the label. It sounds <laughs> disgusting, but, but we'll drink it happily tonight. Oh, I will drink the blood of that pigeon for sure. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I, I'm a pass. Um, <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> I mean, Ozzy Osbourne drank the bit the head off a bat. Why? That doesn't it? mean that we should do it too. It's a mythical. It doesn't mean it's that a we mythical drink. It it's not real. <laughs> this is imaginary land. I'm, I'm not imagining that way. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason why we're drinking uh, blended pigeon tonight is, you know, as the sons like to say in various ways, like when they find somebody. That they want to go at, Shane. What it, what are they? Pigeons. Yeah, where's my picture, Jack? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, th- I don't know. I thought you were just involving me on the com- in the conversation. No, here's your picture, no. Jack. Hey, hey, Luca Pigeon. Luca Pigeon. There you are, little pigeon. That we looks- found you, and Chris Paul absolutely cooked you. Cooked you. They were, the Suns did a brilliant job at just attacking Luca relentlessly. Yeah. They started in the third quarter really hard, finding where he was at and going at him hardcore. And guess what? They found the recipe to slow Luca down because you got to make him work on defense. And they just kept switching and switching and switching. My guy had to go to the back and get an IV or something or get a shot of Jack or something just to come back out and get reverberated. And then in the fourth quarter, he got cooked some more. It was beautiful. It was hunting season. Yes. That's for sure. It was hunting season. And it's even more enjoyable because of how much conversation has happened around Luca and this son's team. And so this was chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. That photo looked like some abomination, like some <laughs> some crazy <laughs> ass scientist showed some human head on top oh, of yeah. a pigeon. Cooked oh. pigeon, and, baby. And he shaved his head. It's what's for time. dinner. Yeah, it's so uncomfortable. Oh my god! I'm not even gonna lie. So raw. That photo is so uncomfortable. I'm telling you, when I had the hair on, it looked kind of normal. When you take the hair off, it is terrifying. <laughs> oh my god! By the way, I forgot to say this all to you, but may the fourth quarter be with you. It is Star Wars Day. It so. is. I. You know what? I will give you that one. I'm. I feel like may the fourth be with you jokes are a little tired right now because they're the same ones all are the time. Are they, dare I say, overrated? <laughs> <laughs> Callback joke. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think if, if they have a little bit of variety, I wouldn't be mad at it. So that's why I'll give you may the fourth quarter right. be with you because it's a little bit of a variety. So yes. I'll give you that one. All right, let's give some more flowers to Chris Paul, you guys, because we got to talk more about his performance here in the fourth quarter. So coming into that quarter, he had 14 points. Within that quarter, he got himself another 14 points, and he finished with 28. And the way that he was able to take over this fourth quarter is stuff that we have been privileged enough to watch all season long. But this this one felt a little extra special, and I'm not exactly – I can't put my finger on why. It just did. Did anybody else get that same vibe? It it, it was a little special because – it, there was this this crazy narrative that somehow the Mavs were c- could could compete at a higher level than I feel like most of us believe they can, and then you have the Luca thing, and Luca gets all the love, and it completely kind of dis 
you know, it kind of dis- dismisses CP3 and Devin Booker uh, as as Luca just being this all everything, and, and so it's disrespectful. And so, and, and anytime Suns fans feel disrespected, you know, they come out, then they come hard with a vengeance. They do, and they have every right to because then you hear guys like Reggie Miller all game long fawning all over the Mavs and Luca and what they're doing and blah blah blah. And then they get absolutely mollywopped in the fourth quarter. And guess who is quiet? Mollywopped. Reggie. Reggie. Mollywopped. Oh, mollywopped. I think I said mollywopped. I'm like, what the hell is that? Is that a new new variation? Look, it it felt special because he did it to Luca and he didn't take any shit from anybody. He stared down the Mavs bench when he was doing it. He surgically picked apart their defense and and did it fantastically. That's why it felt so damn special because they they felt it was special. You could tell how they were taking it. They had that killer instinct and it was just it was fun to watch. That's that was the thing. He just picked Luca apart. Yep. Every step of the way mm-hmm. in that fourth quarter. You know, and I'm going to ruin my own screenshot. I don't care because I think it's apt right now. Steve Jones Jr., if you if you don't follow him on Twitter, that's a must follow. Like He just breaks down the game better than most. Him and Nikaias do a fantastic job. Steve said in the second quarter, kind of feels like Chris Paul is just assessing the situation and he's taking notes. Yeah. And then in the in that at the beginning of the third quarter, he said, see – I, I really feel like Chris Paul's continuing to take notes. I feel like something's about to happen. Boom. Fourth quarter hits. Chris Paul happens. He absolutely knew where the weakness was, and he absolutely murdered the Dallas Mavericks and Luka because of it. Chris Paul is one of the more cerebral uh, point guards of all time, and tonight was just another clinic in, in his legacy. It's just fantastic. I mean, Chris Paul. There's not many guys in, in NBA history where you watch and you're like, God damn, like that's just so good. It's just mm-hmm. so good. And it's so good on so many different levels. And not, not only is his intelligence beyond everything, but the way he sees the, the court when he knows how to pick his spots athletically because he's not you know, he's not the quickest or fastest or can jump the highest. So he needs to, you know, he needs to leverage his body in certain ways. And he does it every single time flawlessly. It's the most incredible thing I think I've ever seen. At least in, not in anymore. He may have been at one point. No, I'm in talking time. about now. We're, I in know. The, we're in the current. Because he's going to be 37. Well, he on could never Friday. jump out the gym. Like, he's always been kind of a low to the ground kind of guy. I don't think Chris Paul's ever dunked in a game. No, he's, mm-hmm. he's admitted he hasn't. Yeah, so. But he, I think his best play may have been that foul that he drew on, was it Jalen Brunson? Oh, it's beautiful. Where he basically <laughs> hooked Brunson's arm. Yeah. On on his leg, it was like as soon as Brunson put that arm out, CP3 bent over and grabbed his arm, acting like he was keeping him off of him, and <laughs> he even picked up his legs and was like, "It was Jesus. brilliant." It was just brilliant. so funny, Chris Paul. I Fantastic. think you guys are kind of right, though. The reason why this one just feels a little extra special, I think it's because when you look at like, I, there's, I'm not gonna pretend that Luca is not a phenomenal basketball player and isn't going to be great throughout his career. I think it's kind of one of those things where everyone's like wanting Chris to pass the torch almost. And it's like, let's pump the brakes here just for a five seconds. Okay. Cause this is not like, we're not on a retirement parade here. Like this isn't the, the last dance or whatever. Like let's just pump the brakes. And I think that might be why 
for me, it feels a little more special to have Chris Paul have moments like this against a guy like Luca. It's because it's just like, okay, this this guy is the nickname point god for a reason. Let's just give him a little bit more respect because yeah. he deserves it. Yeah, he's thirty-seven. He ain't dead. Yeah, he's coming. He's still got it left in the tank. He just yet. chooses. He's gonna be thirty-seven on Friday. Yeah, on his birthday. Two, two days. He's, he's <laughs> on his just, birthday when oh. we have game three. Let's go. <laughs> he's basically thirty-seven. <laughs> he ain't dead yet, and he's coming. Uh, he's coming for you every time he gets a chance. But he's smart about it now. He conserves the energy, and he does it at the exact moment you need him to. Yes, and for all of those reasons, Chris Paul is going to be our draft king, king of the game tonight. Again, he finished with 28 points, six rebounds, eight assists. Congratulations, Chris Paul, on being named our draft king, king of the game. Elite crown placement. Leah must be in the building. hey oh, I'm, I'm not taking this. Um, if you look on the <laughs> middle of his head, the crown is a little bit off. Uh, right, right here, right Damn. there. Damn. So yeah, not gonna take it. Not gonna take the sugar coating. But is it though? Yes, it 100 percent is. We'll is go pixel it? by pixel after the show. Damn, son. Shane, let Leah have this W. No, she always has W's, and I'm sick of my slander. Oh, I feel you, Shane. Oh. I feel you. Uh, well, if you want to put some money down on who's got the better crown placement. Whoa! Sportsbook app right now because this week new customers can bet just five dollars on any team to win and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. Lindsay shook from all the excitement. And right now, all customers can place a same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to twenty five dollars if one leg does not hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and older only. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 minimum deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. We got a super chat, you guys. Thank you, Ryan, for dropping a super chat. They said someone asked Nick Wright if CP3 is still shook. Mm. He looked pretty shook out there in the fourth he quarter. He looked rattled. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't I, know, I, I don't know how to recover. I've never seen anybody perform like that when being so rattled. Like, clearly the nerves have gotten to him. Did you guys see? You saw his tweets after this game, yes. right? Like, sir. Trash. Sir. Straight trash, homie. Basically. Also, oh, go ahead. <laughs> basically what he said was that. This uh, wasn't the fourth quarter he expected or something or didn't go the way that they yeah. wanted it to. Now he's got to listen to Chris Broussard tomorrow yeah, morning. Yeah, all up then, in his ear. But then Luca's going to have the most important game of his career on Sunday. On Sunday. Down two to one. Yeah, just completely skipping over Friday, just giving Dallas the win for yeah, Friday. Because I mean, clearly you would want to. Like, well, sir. If we're talking about media, though, can we talk about Reggie Miller's love affair? Wait, wait like, first, how good are the Suns? The Phoenix Suns are the best team in the series, <laughs> the best team in the Western Conference, the best team in the NBA. Suck it, Reggie Miller! <laughs> Amazing. That was good timing. Proud of you, too. <laughs> I'm totally with you. It was really disappointing, and I was 
I was yelling at Shane about this a minute ago before we went live. And I was like, I think it's just frustrating because it's not fair to one side of the fan base who is watching this game. It is one thing to have a little bit of a bias to have somebody be your favorite team or your favorite player. That is totally fine. But it, when it gets to the point where you literally stop talking when the team that you are not rooting for <laughs> takes over, like that is egregious. Like, sir, you can't just stop talking. Your job is literally to talk. He can. And he did, Lindsay. Like, oh, that's so <laughs> frustrating. Look, I, the other the problem with it is there's no alternative. In the first round, you could go and and watch Bally's if you wanted to have right. a have a home bent on your broadcast. Well, if you wanted to be 30 seconds behind the well, coverage. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> but at least but you, you get you had that option, yeah, right? That's true. You that's have true. no recourse right now. <laughs> If you're watching this nationally, and I think it's a disservice that TNT keeps putting Reggie on these games because it's obvious his bent towards Luca. Ne next time, it, okay, I'm out games three and four, but if there is a game five, I am counting every time that Reggie says Luca magic in the game. I guarantee he says it over 20 times in a game, and then Chris Paul goes ham and he doesn't say crap about it. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, I mean, that's just, they got to have a conversation with him about that. I mean, at least pretend to care about just the analysis of the game, since mm -hmm. that is your mm -hmm. role. Like, you're the color analyst. Yeah. Just add a little bit of that. Like, it it can be very neutral. Yeah. yeah. Just add something. Can just we... stop slobbering over Luca and tell us what's going on in the freaking basketball well, game. And that's, be nice. that's that, what I wish that, Reggie too. Miller would have done better, because Reggie Miller knows, as a shooter... Uh, in the league, and one of the best shooters of all time, like in Reggie Miller. Yeah. We're like, well, I'm not going to discredit him on that, obviously. Oh, great player. But, but he knows, like, the hardest the hardest defenses to play against are often the ones that are just really physical with you. They close the space. There's not enough room to really maneuver so much. Guess what the Suns did in the second half? They started yeah. putting Mikhail Bridges on him, on Luka, far more. They, they started catching up above the key at least three or four feet, so a little bit more uh, three-point line extended, and they were cutting off that gap. So that way he couldn't use those step backs the way he was as, as, as much as he wanted to. And every time he seemingly got a step, there was help, and he had to kick out to his teammates. That's why Luka didn't have the second half uh, anywhere close to what he had in the first half. The, the Suns did a fantastic job of cutting him off at the point of attack as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Mikhail did a fantastic job. Um, it's funny what happens when you put Mikhail Bridges on, Luca. Well, I mean, you don't have to toot your own horn. I saw. I got you. You brought it up the other day. You asked the group on the show. <laughs> I mean, he was, I was setting you up to I give us you. He wants his damn flowers I got right you, now. So I'm going to give you your flowers. Yee. You brought it up the other day on the show. You asked the question, should it be a team effort um, for the Suns to tackle Luca, or should it just be one specific person, a.k.a. Mikhail Bridges? And I believe all three of us outside of you, while we understood how beneficial it could be with Mikel, we each individually had a different reason as to why we think it should be a team mm -hmm. effort. But to your credit, the minute that it was majority Mikel was also the minute that Lucas slowed way, way, way yeah. down. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it was a team effort. Like, I, I won't I – mean, I think there was a little bit of a balance of all of us being right, right? But Mikel – was the the point of attack? He was the center person for that uh, to initiate that defense, and then everybody else kind of helped off. I mean, listen, you can't have Mikhail, uh guarding Luca 
predominantly unless your rotations are solid and your switches are solid to 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 enable Mikhail to recover to get back on Luca when they mm-hmm. do try to set the screens and switch. So um, I, I really liked what the Suns did overall tonight, and I feel like this is what you're going to see for the rest of the series to slow Luca down. Yeah, Luca had turnovers minus twenty eight, you know, in the game, and a lot of that had to do. With Mikhail, you know, and you're right. I wish Reggie had kind of broken that down because he faced those kind of defenses over the years. But I also wish Reggie would break would have broken down how what it's like to get hot like that in a fourth quarter. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a perfect analyst yep. to break that down. Reggie knows that so well. He knows what being in the zone yep. like that for Chris Paul is, and we didn't get any of that. I mean, tap into that. I want to know for sure. what's the mindset like. How does the rim look at that point? <laughs> How locked in are you? Do you even notice what's going on around you at that point? There was so much he could have provided, and instead we got nothing out of it. Right, and I think that's the most frustrating part of the whole thing. And Manny hit us with a super chat. Thank you, Manny. Said, I would have paid money if TNT showed that obnoxious Dallas home court camp during the fourth quarter and Reggie's face. Makes winning all the sweeter, though. (laughs) I mean, that that is a fantastic point, I suppose. Like, you know, there's very few players in the NBA that really understand what it feels like to take over a game in an NBA playoff game in the fourth quarter. And Reggie Miller is one of those guys. He did it against the Knicks multiple times. Yeah. And he did it in a hostile environment multiple times. Like, I would have loved for him to explain, like, what the mentality is for a, for a guy like Chris Paul when he finds out he's got cooked chicken right in front of him. You know what I mean? Like, he just knows, oh, yeah, this is it. He has... He has the platform to be like a J.J. Redick or even like a Draymond Green like we saw during the All-Star game, right? He has the platform to be able to give us those insights that only former players can truly give us. And it's just a wasted opportunity. So I don't need the Yeah. I don't need the fawning or the platitudes. Yeah. I want the insight. Like if you're there, give me it. Like that's that's what your your whole point of being an analyst as a former player is being able to provide us something we can't see yep. with our own eyes that we don't understand because we haven't been in that locker room. We haven't been in that huddle. And I can understand that Luca made shots without you, you know, fawning all over it and letting me know that. At the very least, give it 50-50. If you want to phone over Luca half the time, that's fine. But if you want to actually break down the game the other half, that's great too. So two things. Number one, shout out to Josh Stone because he was at the game tonight wearing that PHNX gear. It was super sexy. That's awesome. That was awesome. He's uh, one of our NIL guys, one of our uh, PHNX athletes. So shout out to him. Also, CJ McCallum on Twitter right now saying, damn, this Suns team is really good. Don't feel as bad watching CP and them cook someone else. Bro, you stole my screenshot. <laughs> you oh, bastard. Was that a screenshot? <laughs> I'm the only oh, one that doesn't bad. have a screenshot that wasn't talking about. It's okay. About I'll that. look on Twitter. My I'll bad. come up with I another one. That was a screenshot. But that is a great, that is a great tweet. Okay, I yeah. mean, while we're talking about it, you want to get into screenshots? Sure. We may as well, yeah, right? We may as well, yeah. Y'all ready for some screenshots <laughs> presented it. by Arizona <laughs> Department of Health Services? Oh, there's Josh Doan on the screen. Yay. Yay. Top left. Oh, top sure. left. There he is. <laughs> COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Here are our screenshots. We'll start with CJ McCollum's tweet. (laughs) 
that Saul just mentioned to us. Mm. He said, damn, this Suns team is really good. Don't feel as bad watching CP and them cook someone else. Well, if it, is there an echo? Do you want do you, do you want to, do you want do you want to read what he what else he said? Yeah, because he had another one, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. He <laughs> said, Sheesh, book. They just taken turns. Hurts my heart to watch this time to put Jacoby to sleep. <laughs> Blessings. I love I love when athletes of other teams, especially obviously CJ, has to feel some type of way. He's still probably going through it a little bit because the Suns knocked them out of the playoffs. But I love when or athletes from other teams can give credit where credit is due. I said CJ McCollum. Did yeah. I not say that right? What'd you say? Everybody's like, can Saul say CJ's name again? Somebody else said it too. And I was like, uh, it, right. I think it's McCollum. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. It's McCollum. Yeah. Do we say it differently? Did I say McCollum. something else? Did I say McCallum? I don't Maybe. No, I Maybe it sound like I said McCallum? I don't Maybe. Know. McCollum? Look, look, misery loves company, and that's what CJ's doing right there. He's, <laughs> he's just saying, welcome. There, there's a club of all of us, you know, and uh, and Luca, you can come join us now. Yeah. You're one so, of us. Uh, love that. All, all eyes on as many eyes and as many people talking about the Suns as possible, I'm all for. Yep. So that's good. So Who's, apparently you did say McCallum. That's no, what everyone's saying yeah. anyway. But, okay. McCollum. Yeah, that's what I said. Call. But it's like call. But they said not call him. Yeah, it's not cow. Like, I know, it's call. Cole. McCollum. <laughs> But this is like awesome. So this is great podcasting, everyone. Cole or Cole? Like a U, like Cole. Lindsay, Lindsay, like This is so stupid. Well, now I don't know. Sol, now you got me Sol. in my head. Can we make fun of Jacob really fast? Yeah, yeah. sure. He's saying no espo, no echo. Audio working great. As Jacob, that was a joke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Jacob. Okay, my screenshot. You, Jacob. My screenshot <laughs> is uh, this beauty right here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this Did is what I referenced earlier, that? where it says that, um, I can't read that. Fuck, it's too far he away. He said, Chris Paul's just gathering information. This yeah, basically, the, that's the, the tweet you read earlier. He said, I'm go. jotting it down, seen this movie before, feels like Chris Paul is data collecting for late in this one. Yep. Hey, would you guys like to see something we haven't talked about? There we go. <laughs> Let's go. get to that. All right. Here's mine. It's <laughs> Luka Doncic dapping the ref, fist bumping the ref Ooh. here early in the game. And uh, it caught some attention online. Let's just say that. Because there was more, at one point, there was more than a foul a minute in this game. Oh it my was insane. Gosh. And the Suns, uh, the Suns took the brunt of it uh, f for a while there. But what did we wind up with? We wound up what with... What the flip in the chat said 54 fouls, new NBA single game record. Yeah, well, and the average fouls in a game, 39. That's there were 30 in the first half. Like, this was this were, was the refs trying to take uh, take the show on, right? Be the, be the center of attention in this game. And it was pretty atrocious. It made the first three quarters of this game... Almost unwatchable. It, it was. It pretty much was. It wasn't unwatchable, but it was un, unenjoyable. Yeah. Like I mean, you could absolutely say like this. It was not fun to watch the first two quarters of this game whatsoever. It was just like start, stop, start, stop. It was like learning how to drive stick shit. Like it was <laughs> it was so awful. Like, look, the there the Suns had four guys with four fouls or more tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Cam Johnson, JaVale McGee, and Devin Booker. 
All had four more fouls. That's insane. If you if you looked at this game and told me that DeAndre Aiden would only have nine points and six shots total. On six shots told you total, I would have absolutely thought the Suns lost this game. Yeah. Like the Mavericks have found the secret sauce somehow, some way, but that is not what happened. What the FBI oh. in the chat say? <laughs> Did someone say hack? Hey, no ops in the chat, guys. <laughs> you know who that is? It's probably Narc. Sean. No. <laughs> FBI, I like that. Honestly, I think the worst part about it is, I don't know. I don't know which one's worse. I feel like it's definitely worse when it's one-sided, but it was worse to watch when it was on both sides because it just was never ending. I swear there was like 40 offensive fouls in this game. Yeah. Like it was in, it was insanity how many they were calling. And then, you know, DA gets that flagrant one, and I know he lifted the elbow, but even that seemed I'm, weak. I'm like, kind of over some of those calls, man. Yeah, real. I agree. I, I feel like there's more flagrant ones in this playoffs than we've seen in a very long time. Just seems like the refs are very much trying to control what's going on, trying to prevent uh, you know things from getting out of hand, but in turn are too heavy-handed on the whistle right now. Yeah, and it ruins the flow of a game. You know, yeah. like everybody wants to watch a basketball game. Nobody wants to watch whistles every single time you go down the court. Mm-hmm. It's just not enjoyable. Like it's not a good a viewing experience at all. So like, listen, there were some fouls that were legit, obviously. Yeah. But there was a lot of other ones that were just felt ticky-tacky. Um, Non-playoff basketball yes, of yes, a whistle. Yes, very much so. Like yeah. we're in the playoffs. The refs got to act like it too. I honestly, if the Suns had lost this game, I definitely – I'm not going to say conspiracy theory, but I would have been like, well, I can see how you felt that way because it, for a long time it felt like the refs are purposely trying to keep this game, get this game close. And uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's Mavs fans saying, look, it was in the bag for the Suns. Look at all the fouls on the other side of things too. I, I mean, mean, it was even. It was 28 Suns yeah. fouls, 26 Mavs fouls. It was just atrocious across the board. Mm-hmm. I want to know, though, what was worse, the refing in this game or – the Madison Bumgarner hand massage at the umpire game. Oh, the hand because, massage. Because they were, they were both massage. fairly atrocious. Hand that, massage. I, mm, I that, don't know. The Luca fist bump bothered me a lot, too. Yeah, I don't know. The hand massage was like, the hand massage, even massage was really He wasn't even looking at his hand. He was just like, it was, it made me really uncomfortable for a wide variety of reasons. Yeah. He looked like the way Reggie Miller looks at Luca. All right. No, I disagree. <laughs> it, like, was, it was odd. It, it was wasn't like, even a loving just, look. It was like, I am I want to like murder you kind of a look. Oh, Did I, nobody else get I that vibe? I felt sexual tension. That's oh, what no. I, felt, I thought so. that he was like, it was like, to me, it was like an ego check. It was something like that. I don't know. I was, I'm on your side. It had very thought, sinister vibes. Uh, there was potential for a smooge for sure. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I thought it was going to break out. If you haven't that. seen it, it's on social. You can check it out on our D-backs, our PHNX underscore D-backs uh, Twitter Check it out page. on our TikTok. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, that too, on our TikTok. But anyway, there was no hand rubbing in the Suns game. so <laughs> Just fist bumping. Just yeah. fist bumping. Not, all, <laughs> not babies, but refs. Refs and players. It's bumping awkwardness. Um, but yeah, this this I'm, I hope we don't get another game like this because it just it it takes the fun out of it. When you have fans from other teams that are still in the playoffs that are not playing tonight tweeting about how bad the officiating mm. is, you know, it's that bad because mm. no other like fan base is going to tweet about something like that to a team they don't have any skin in the game. with. Agreed. 
So they got to they gotta get that figured out. I kind of felt like this was the refs game of like, it, this was like their highlight reel. They just yeah. wanted to have a little bit of attention on them, a little bit of the limelight. And it was, it's like, yo, that's, that's not the job you signed up for. There were more foul calls in this game than the Mavericks had points in the second half. 54 foul calls, 49 points for the Mavericks in the second half. Yikes. Jesus. Yeah, that's a little brutal. All right, one more time, uh, just a quick reminder, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. What you giggling about, Shane? Nothing. All right. I do want to give some flowers to Bismack Biombo mm-hmm. because we did talk about officiating. We talked about the foul trouble that JaVale and DA found themselves in. Bismack Biombo was able to come into this game when they needed him and really have a positive impact. He finished with nine points. He had three rebounds and a block, and he was a plus 12 on the on the game. No, he, he did a fantastic job off the bench, especially um, filling in for DA and JaVale, who both, you know, they, and some of those foul calls were kind of shady, and there was other ones that were legit. But uh, Bismack brought a lot of energy too, and mm-hmm. you know, Bismack was in the game when the Suns, you know, made that initial run, um, and then just started to pull away. And um, it's just, it's just such a luxury to have three bona fide yeah. quality big men, um, especially against a team who has basically no big men um, to count for. You know, uh, Powell's okay, but ever, other than that, that's about it. Well, Bismarck came in and did it on both ends, too. Had some impressive dunks, but then had a huge block that was was beautiful. As it, I don't remember who on the Mavericks went in. It looked like he was going to get an easy floater. Bismarck uh, got that rejection. He played great, but the guy that I really want to shout out is James freaking Jones. <laughs> Thank you for being a guy who looks at what happened last year and you learned from it. You knew going into this year that depth was key. Not only did you bring in JaVale McGee, but then you decided to bring in Bismack on those 10 days and sign him at, on New Year's Day. And it paid dividends and it will continue to pay dividends. You have built this team masterfully and you deserve all the praise that you get and more because it's necessary. If you don't have this depth, this Suns team would have been in trouble tonight. Instead, it was a position of strength, and it helped you win this game. I agree. A good job, James Jones. Um, and Bismack Biombo once again. Just really, really happy to see some of these guys deeper on the bench get minutes and take advantage of the opportunity. Tonight was actually kind of interesting as far as like the rotations go. We saw Ish Wainwright get a little bit of playing time out there pretty early. Um, Tori Craig, of course, saw just a handful of minutes tonight. But I felt like Monty was kind of, what was the tweet? Do you remember the tweet that Gerald sent out earlier yeah, about Monty just kind of like exper- seeing exper- what he could get away with, with here in the first half mm-hmm. of this game? Yeah, you could afford to do that against a team like the Mavs. That should tell you that the Suns aren't too concerned about what the Mavs can do. Mm-hmm. They just they want to try, they want to throw a few things, see what works, what doesn't work. Um, they want to give the possibly the next team um, things to think about when 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 certain players come in or possible lineups that they can go to. It's just they're just playing they're playing with their food right now. Yeah, is basically what it feels like. At least and in the then, first half. And then at the end of the game, they're like, okay, let's put this thing away. Yeah, yeah. I think he used to his advantage that there were the fouls, trouble, and everything. So he's like, I'm gonna mess 
with these lineups, see what we can do, test some defensive things against Luka, and, and knew that they had this in their back pocket, that next gear. Uh, and I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah, you, Ish Wainwright got some minutes tonight mm-hmm. trying to see if if he could do anything. Like I love that Monty wasn't afraid because last series I feel like he was too unwilling to test things and, and change things up right. a little bit. And this series he he he's going at it and trying to figure I, out what he can get away. I also think that uh, styles dictate what you can do rotation wise yes. and what how much yeah. how much rope you have to play with those kind of things against the Pelicans I don't think Monty ever felt comfortable enough to be able to experiment the way he is experimenting now because he felt I genuinely feel like the Suns were like hey man we can't fuck around with these this team cuz we could lose and be upset in the first round if we don't take care of business mm-hmm. in this round I don't feel like they feel like the Mavs are as much of a threat that's why you get a little bit more uh, rope to play with, and and you try different things and see how it works, and and then you move on. Uh, Bismack getting some love from Kevin O'Connor. He just tweeted out, well, Bismack and the Suns as a whole, but uh, he said Phoenix has crazy depth. Aiton played 18 minutes with four fouls. McGee gets 10 minutes with five fouls. You'd think that's bad news. Yet in comes Bismack Biombo with a plus 12 at nine points in 18 minutes. He did it all year too. Sons don't run out of good players. And Espo, that goes back to your point of just how well this roster is constructed and how they thought about all the smaller details mm-hmm. in things. So, yeah, I mean, the, that position in particular cost them last year in the playoffs by not having that depth and they went and fortified it. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that they did that this year. Okay. So, a lot of people in the chat are mentioning that they think Tori Craig might have gotten hurt there. Um, kind of late in the game. Did you guys see that? Yeah, he fell and on his shoulder, but it looked like he got up. I think people are people in the chat are also blaming Marquise Chris for something dirty. Apparently, I didn't see it, but I didn't see it either. Yeah, it was uh, when when Chris when, when Tory Craig jumped. Um, it looked like Marquise Chris kind of raised his shoulder a little bit to like in, accentuate the fall. That's what people are saying. Um, when I looked at it, it was you know it's kind of a it looked like it was kind of borderline, but because it's Marquise Chris, that probably doesn't help his cause at all. Right. The Suns fans aren't big fans of him either. My guess is he probably has a stinger because he was messing with his hand. Okay, it looked like, and if you fall like that on his shoulder and your elbow, that can happen. That's probably. I'm not a doctor, obviously. You know, I went to school for five years, but it wasn't medical school. So, I, you know, I, but that's probably what is going on there. So. Yeah, when Gersh shows up, we'll ask him. Yeah, he's he's on his way right now. So hopefully nothing nothing too major for Tory Craig there. Brian in the chat said, can we give a flower to OBJ, the champ carrying us hard? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool that he came out rocking a D-book shirt to the game tonight. What do you guys think? Fans of that or not? He's a Ram until he's not. So he's not signed with him. I think uh, this is uh, he's coming to Arizona. It's confirmed. It's confirmed. official. <laughs> you heard yeah. it here first. You heard it here first on okay. the Suns podcast. Uh, yep. You heard it here first. Yep. Eat that, Johnny Venerable. Right. <laughs> Are we hitting on Johnny? Okay. Suck it, Johnny. <laughs> you loser. All right. All right. Do you guys have like a? A beef that I'm not Oh, yeah. Do you not watch them on bed? Not, not all the time. Literally, yeah. any, anything that my name is tied to, Lindsay stays away from. It's crazy. <laughs> it's yeah, not no, that. It's I'll watch crazy. your ASU show. Bets You watched hard. it one time just because I, I was playing a prank it, on No, him. I watched it other times, too. I watched Shane. the interview with Shane Doan. Or not Shane, Shane Doan. 
See, you don't even know what's going well, on. It's because I Josh. I work with Shane, so it comes out naturally. Name Josh dropper. Don't. Hey, Lindsay, uh, you also work with me. So Yeah, well, that's another reason Shane is on the top of my head. But I've watched your show. Bets is hard because I don't get it as much, but I watch all of your bets explained because I can keep up with those. That's anyway. a sore spot. Let's not talk about that. Because they're two minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the, I have attention span for that. Hey, Gerald's here. Gerald's here. Thank God. That was getting a little awkward. My name is Gerald. <laughs> Gerald, welcome. How are I am you? I'm the best. <laughs> Hi, Gerald. He's uh -oh, frozen. Gerald is frozen. Uh, frozen girth. Oh, there, oh we go. there he goes. There he goes. Oh, Hi, back. Gerald. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? Hi. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. Pretty good over here. Not a bad night for some Suns basketball, huh? What would you think of this one? That was kind of uh, exactly what I was expecting, honestly. You know, they had made mention of the fact that they were not happy with the way they closed out in game one. And tonight was exactly the way that I think a lot of people wanted to see them close. And they did a fantastic job sending this series back to Dallas 2-0, putting all the pressure on the road team that to this point looks pretty overmatched in this matchup did you have um some type of um you know like cooked chicken or bird of some sort as the media pregame meal or did the Suns have that especially maybe in the fourth somewhere Saul's asking did they go cheap I mean, and cook pigeon tonight <laughs> no they, they had chicken for the pregame meal but the in-game meal was definitely pigeon for sure <laughs> and, and so what did you think about the Suns relentlessly attacking Luka Doncic yeah I think they did exactly what they needed to because when you've got a guy like Doncic that bears so much of the load on the offensive end and has to do so much has the ball in his hands so much you need to make him work defensively and in the fourth quarter they turned him into Michael Porter Jr. You know, he looked tired Ooh. in the third. Ooh. They did. <laughs> it, was, it was that level of, like, bullying and targeting on a consistent basis. Like, you saw Chris Paul, who's about to turn 37 in two days, drive right past him multiple times. Like, mm -hmm. they were very intentional about it. I actually asked Chris about, you know, I, I tried to dress it up a little bit, and I asked, you know, how important is it to make a guy like that work on the defensive end by putting him through a lot of actions and, and going at him? And uh, he just kind of – he Devin Booker was smirking because he knew what the question was actually trying to <laughs> ask. And Chris Paul basically said, you know, we're, he dodged the question. He basically said, we're, we're just playing to win the game, just reading and reacting. That's all we're doing. He said, we still got two games to go. So he's clearly on a high alert for not giving his opponent any bulletin board material. But, yeah, you, you knew that they were very methodical in the way that they were targeting him. They knew exactly what they were doing, and they did it really well tonight. Look, uh, Reggie Bullock, uh, we've been told that's <laughs> how we're supposed to pronounce it. Uh, he had some quotes after game one about crowd noise. And uh, TNT mm -hmm. said mm -hmm. they put that on the uh, on the Jumbotron, his quote. How loud was it out there tonight? I'm guessing they took that personally. It got pretty loud. It's still, I, I, I will say that, like, I feel like this time last year, the seats were more full closer to tip off than they have been this year and i still think there's another gear that this fan base can reach based on what we saw last year but it was very loud you know i'm not trying to like take shots at suns fans or anything the one thing i will <laughs> say i agree i agree with the suns twitter account though yeah. we've got to kill the suns in four chance 
We're mm-hmm. tempting fate. We should have learned our lesson last year. Like just if, if it's the like if the clock is winding down and the Suns are up 3-0 in a series and they're going to win game four, go for it. But like, you know what I think? It, that, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but other than that, we should we should table that for when game four is in hand and then go from there. I think what it is and this could I'm just speculating and I'm sort of throwing a little bit of shade here. I think what it is, is it's the section of the fan base that only comes out for the playoffs. The casuals. That doesn't realize that that is no longer a thing, but they're in the building and they, they're they like, oh, well, we did this the last time I showed up yeah. for a game in the playoffs and I didn't watch any of this throughout the season, so we're just going to do it again without realizing that, like, hey, yo, like, that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, like, I, I agree. Like it needs to I be agree. done. Sacrifice it to the basketball gods. Maybe look, the Suns and Four guy too. Look, I mean, I get it because, like last year, it, it kind of it felt like it had this air of inevitability, especially in that Denver series, and like it was the quintessential moment of that Denver series, if we're being honest. But like at the same time, it's gotten really cringeworthy since then, especially since they weren't able to bring home the title. Like, just let's let let's leave that in the past. It was a really fun thing that happened, a really cool moment. Mm-hmm. But like, it, let's let's move on. Now we're going about our business. We are the title favorite this year. Like, let's let's act like it a little bit. Right. Like we we don't call Devin like Bubble Book anymore. Right. Like that was something that I, that maybe, was left maybe, in there. Maybe Kendall does. <laughs> I said we. <laughs> Wow. Uh, <laughs> they're like the I don't even sons. know what that even means. Why are they saying wow, Gerald? I don't know. Gerald, can you come help me, please? <laughs> I, I got you nothing for it. you on that. I, I don't even know what I mean. <laughs> we, we're we well aware. <laughs> Ge- <laughs> Whatever. Um, let's move on. Gerald, what did Monty say about this one? Yeah, I, I think he was very pleased with the way that they closed it out compared to game one. Um, you know, he had a lot of praise for obviously Chris's ability to close. He said, you know, the same old thing about like, I don't know how he does it. I don't know why he does it, but we're grateful for it. We don't take it for granted. Um, and he mentioned, you know, Bismack Biombo being able to come in there with the Suns in a little bit of a pinch because, you know, they were still up in that game, but DA and JaVale McGee both had foul trouble. Um, and his big thing after the game was just the mental toughness of this team. Because that those first three quarters or so were really disjointed with all the foul calls. Like I thought we were going to be here till midnight. I think through three quarters there were 43 foul calls, which is insane, and it's kind of atrocious and a disgrace to the NBA product. That should be fun come playoff time. Uh, nobody came here to see Tony Brothers blow the whistle 51 times. Shoot, but but he did think that the Suns did a really good job. And this is a team that, you know, they have gotten caught up in foul calls in the past, but they did a really good job persevering through that and persevering through Luka Doncic's really strong first half and the way the Mavs were hitting shots. I think they were 10 for 20 from three at halftime. Um, so he was really just impressed the way that they stuck with it. They didn't get deterred, and they really responded in that second half. I think they outscored him 40 to 26 in the fourth quarter. They shot 84% in that quarter, but he really liked the defense as well, the way that they stepped up and the way that Mikael Bridges in that second half fought through all those screens and made life difficult for Luka. You know, Gerald, I know life on the road is a little bit different, and, you know, the the Mavs fans could probably feel, uh, you know, they they could probably sense the Suns fans, and they probably are sick of Suns fans, so they're probably going to have their own juice come Friday. Uh, What are you expecting to see on Friday? And do the Mavs have – 
enough adjustments anywhere to be able to at least pull a game out of this series. Yeah, I, I don't know about in terms of adjustments. I mean, like we talked about it after game one. You know, they could try going with Finney Smith at the five, and I think we might have seen that maybe more tonight if he hadn't gotten in foul trouble. Um, but this is tough because Dwight Powell is basically like unplayable. Um, you know, Maxi Kleber wasn't hitting a ton of threes tonight. Tonight was Davis Bertans, and, and it's kind of incredible that they won the non Luka minutes in that first half. But it, it's really tough to see in terms of adjustments where they go because you know, they need to find a way to spread the ball around and not let Luca get so tired because by the second, third quarter, he was already looking gassed. So by the time the fourth rolled around, he was wearing concrete shoes out there and they can't afford that in this series like this. You have to be basically perfect to beat this Suns team. They're not getting enough from the other guys and they're also not spreading the wealth enough for those other guys to contribute. So I, I'm sensing it's going to be a very desperate playoff crowd in Dallas. They've been very loud there this postseason. Um, you know, they know that if they lose game three, this is probably going to be a sweep. And even if they win game three, it still feels like Suns in five. Um, but, you know, role players play better at home than they do on the road. So that'll be one possible contingency factor. I, I just feel like the Suns are hands down the better team and a really good matchup for the Mavs. Hey, did you get any sense of why Luca went at that fan? I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, we hadn't was, talked about that at yeah, all. He went back to the tunnel and as he was going mm -hmm. he came back at a Suns fan and looked like security had to hold him back a bit I mean did you hear anything yeah. about that no I did so I was confused what was going on because at that point I was looking down to tweet something out and I heard like the commotion from the Suns tunnel that tunnel and I was looking up and he was walking towards the tunnel um, and it did seem like multiple fans noticed that and started you know booing him or jeering him or whatever I don't know what the fans said, and you can't really tell from the videos that are circulating on Twitter right now. All, all I'll say about that is, like, it's totally fine to boo. It's totally fine to, you know, talk trash to players. But, like, there's a certain line that you need to be careful of crossing, especially for courtside fans. And we've talked about this before. These are human beings at the end of the day. They are people, like, we should treat them as such, even in a highly competitive playoff series that I'm sure feels good to Suns fans going against this particular guy. Like, let's at least just keep it classy. Like, you can boo, do whatever you want. I don't know what was said. We don't know if Luca overreacted or if the fan said something that crossed the line. But just if you're going to games, be careful with that because yeah. at the end of the day, we're all human beings and this is just a game. Jer Gerald, can I try a few at you and you tell me if they're over the line? <laughs> no, I'm already worried, but okay. sure. Uh, Why not? Luca, you get favorable calls from the refs. I think that's, that's okay. okay. I think that's fine. <laughs> uh, Luca, your mom's hot. Is that one all right? I don't know if that's factually accurate. Is that true? It, it, is, sure. factually it is factually true. accurate. Is she really hot? Yes. yes. Is she is? Uh, yes. How oh. have you not? No. Do I have to look this up right now? It was like a <laughs> yes. whole thing when they were, when he was drafted. You also don't remember this? I think the fact that it's factually true makes it a little bit better of an insult, actually, or a jeer, <laughs> if you will. But how? How about Luca? Go get your significant other, Reggie. He's annoying the shit out of us. Okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah, you could go with that. Too. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then I just so I'm, now, I'm good if I go to a game. Now then. that you guys have a little bit of an idea of what you can get away with, just just know that that's the line. Esco right. has set the line for you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Gerald. I appreciate you helping me understand the line. Well, Ali LaForce did say on the broadcast that Luca and those fans courtside have been going back and forth since like the start of the second quarter. Mm -hmm. 
So it was pretty mm-hmm. consistent all game long. And and like you said, Gerald, it's fine to – and players have come out and said, like, it's cool, it's fun sometimes. If you're clever, you're creative with it. But there mm-hmm. is a line. You have to understand that these are human beings and respect needs to be given for the sake of that. For sure. I also think that the refs kind of didn't help calm things down because they were making so many calls – that were just atrocious on both sides, to mm-hmm. be honest. It wasn't just one way, but fans get frustrated just like players do. And, you know, and sometimes when you're when you're Luca and you have a tendency to flop um, to try and draw calls, that just kind of, you know, incites the the flame a little bit and uh, or stokes the flame a little bit. And so it's not an excuse for Suns fans at all. Like you still gotta be respectful of these players, but at the same time I can understand why. Um, a shouting match might occur. Yeah. By the way, Gerald, you've been overruled. Uh, Mrs. Espo just texted and said, I can't say that second one I said. So, <laughs> so just so you're aware. I think so that's, that's fair. fair game for anybody in the chat. You can grab that one since uh, Espo can no longer have dibs on it. <laughs> Gerald, anything else uh, that stood out to you tonight, either from just watching the game or talking with Monty and the players? Yeah, uh, two things off the top of my head. Uh, Chris Paul mentioned there was that stretch. I think it was the beginning or was midway through the fourth quarter when Chris Paul came out. And I think Book hit like three straight threes. Um, Chris Paul said, you know, I played a lot around a lot of good shooters in my day, but nothing like that in terms of Book. Um, and, and I know he's not just talking about him as a three-point shooter, but just his ability to want to take those big shots and, and knock them down and get in that that zone like that and this is a guy who played with James Harden so a little bit of James Harden shade obviously but um that is pretty cool to hear someone like Chris Paul say about Devin Booker um and then the other thing was the guys were pretty complimentary of the job that Jay Crowder did because I feel like his first half kind of got lost in all this he was the Suns leading scorer at one point mm-hmm. he's been hitting shots in this series and Monty said you know it's not just the shots like it's obviously good to see a guy who puts in the work, start hitting these shots and see those fall in this series. But he's been doing so much more, especially with the way that he's driving. There were a couple of drives where he just drove right past Luka Doncic and something good happened. I think he had three assists and he was providing them with a couple of second chance opportunities. I think he had seven rebounds tonight. So Jay Crowder is a guy that they always talk about how he does those little things that don't really get noticed. Um, And I think tonight was kind of a good example of that, even with the shots falling too. Uh, two questions for you. Uh, number one, how, how's Tory Craig? I think he's fine. Uh, it did look like, because he went to challenge that Marquise Chris shot and Marquise kind of put his butt into him a little bit and Tory fell over the top of him and, and that landing looked like it hurt. It looked like he was wincing there and he kind of kept his head down while he was at the free throw line. But I think he's good to go. We, we can probably get an update in practice, uh, tomorrow or before game three okay and then second along the lines of what espo just said is this disrespectful shane throw it up there please yeah hold up sorry give us one second there you go (laughs) is that too much i no, i know because that's what he was tonight like what's it's factual if gerald says it it is not offensive then it is not offensive we carry on thank you sir Absolutely. <laughs> um, Gerald, do you want me to tell you the good news now or tomorrow? I kind of want good news now. The poll on Twitter for yeah. our overrated movies uh, is yes. finally done. It's official. You want to know the results? 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Lindsay with like 32%, me with like 27, and then Saul and Espo split the difference. No, I'm dead last. It was pretty close. <laughs> I had 33.8, you had 29.5, okay. Espo had 21.9, and Saul had 14.8. Yep. Oof. That's Good rough, job, Daryl. <laughs> it was we rough. Called it. <laughs> so you can go away now, Gerald. <laughs> They hate us because they ain't us, Lindsay. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Jesus exactly. Christ, you too. Gerald, I'm glad I got you on my team. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jersey in real life. Here we go. All right, Gerald. We'll see you. T- <laughs> <laughs> Shane just moves uh, Gerald's head on top of Saul's on the video chat. So quite hilarious there. Uh, Gerald, thank you so much for joining us and providing all the updates tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. Absolutely. See you guys. Bye. Don't forget, uh, go phnx.com for all of Gerald's amazing articles. He'll be sharing more on what he heard from Monty and the players and what he observed of the game tonight. So check it out and become a member if you have not already. All right, gentlemen, any final thoughts before we round this one out? Oh, Super chat time. Oh, oh God. Uh-oh, the miss is coming Uh-oh. in hot. Let's go. Go ahead, Espo. I have to read yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't see it. You so, got to read it, Espo. Uh, I, I seriously can't. Uh, Esperados, thanks for letting me steal your guy the next two games. Shall I have him join join me in the chat with or without OGs? While we're gone, a go sons, but not in four. <laughs> 1999 out of my bank account. So. <laughs> Thanks for the super chat, Tracy. Thank you, Tracy. We appreciate you. I'm Happy sorry. Birthday. I'm sorry. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy 30th birthday. Yeah, Espo won't be joining us uh, for the next few days because he's going to celebrate Tracy's birthday with her. So happy early birthday. Hope you guys have a lot of fun. Uh, we, we will try. Hopefully, there's a sweep and uh, yeah, we, get we will some try. No, you do. Yeah. Oh, no, just we'll have it. You have to have a good no time trying. with Tracy. What's wrong with you, I Espo? Keep, <laughs> I just keep stepping it. We're going to have a great we'll time. Try. I'll try you, to have a good time with guys, my wife you guys at her birthday party. <laughs> Lindy, I'm sorry that I'm leaving you with Saul, but it, 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 it's, it's much apologize more to me. Apologize to your wife. <laughs> I'm in trouble anyways. I'm sleeping in the car in the garage. (laughs) Oh, I love how the chat's sending all kinds of birthday love. That's fun. All right, gentlemen, let's round out the show. Shane has a few things for us tonight. You better bring it like you never brought it before. All right. Um, So we have a quote of the night. Okay. And I wanted to play a little game with the chat. Um, This is Lindsay's quote. Uh, She said, oh, no, he's in the game. Quote, (laughs) Lindsay Smith. So chat really fast. Who do you think she was talking about in the game in general? Yeah. Somebody on the Suns or somebody on the Mavericks and what specific player? So while you guys make your guesses in the chat, I'm going to tell you about OG's brand since Tracy brought it up. Espo, you guys might be having a little extra fun hey. this birthday weekend while you guys are celebrating uh, with our friends over at OG's who just announced that they have their new mini OG's three milligram microdose options now. For those who might not be wanting to dive right into the regular 10 milligram, or you know, if you just like a little bit instead of a whole lot. Or if you want nine milligrams and it's just too tough to cut that little sliver off, you can have three of the microdose. Exactly, exactly, see, math. So if uh, (laughs) you guys wanna try some of the amazingly delicious varieties of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, Go to ogsbrands.com, that's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OGs near you, 
or head on over to Zen Leaf locations now through May 11th where you can pick up those uh, mi mini microdose options. Uh, I can tell you this. Uh, I'll give the missus a shout out here. We we took our OG's gummies, uh, the uh, the creamsicle, orange creamsicle. Mm -hmm. Spectacular. And I got the munchies. I know that's a surprise. And she made some excellent grilled cheese over your eyes. So, so thank you. That's, I mean, that's positive, though, that you I, made, you got the grilled call, cheese we down. We don't call it high. We call it just in the zone. Uh, <laughs> why? I, I was Chris Paul in it in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I was in the zone. All right. Okay, there you go. All right, so we have a lot of Marquis Chris's, um, yeah. but none of the right answer, surprisingly. Lindsay was talking about Davis Bertans tonight and was afraid that he was in the game. And yeah. it actually proved to be a little scary. Well, it was because he was already in the game. It was like midway it, through the it, first yeah, quarter. Yeah, first quarter, like, <laughs> hella like, fast. Because everybody was fouling out, like, or, or fouling at a high clip. Yeah, I was very surprised. But then he did come in lot. and hit a lot of threes. So. He did. He did. But yeah. I was very surprised because all of the pre-series like pre -series previews information I saw on Twitter and the tweets and everything were saying that if there was a pigeon, it would be him. So that's why I was just mm -hmm. really surprised game two, first quarter, that he was already in there. Yeah. So Is that the whole producer surprise? No. no. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. Espo's like, this I was see, a letdown. This down. sucked. Espo is still yeah, yeah. in the zone. Yeah, come on. All right, so, well, here. I've got to throw up the graphic for the people. Producer Surprise, that's me. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it's my least favorite day of the year. It's May 4th, and I, yep. I hate it. It's so annoying. Tochu tried to do it on our ASU show today. I'm just not a fan. But in honor of May 4th, Star Wars, massive universe, massive thing. What fictional universe would you like to be in like from a book or from a movie and which one would you try to stay away from Ooh. okay so which fictional place would i want to be in and which one would i want to not yeah. be in mm. Jesus. for me the one i wouldn't want to be in is ready player one or ready player two. Oh, but that's that, fun though that universe no nah, like that's like it's dystopian until you know, in the second book, it gets weird too. Like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good without. Am I thinking of the wrong movie? That's sure. the one where what's his face plays the video games to win, right? Yeah, but they're like, it's a jacked up world that they live in. It's like, yeah, really messed up. No thanks. Oh, uh, maybe I wasn't aware of that. For me, it would be I don't want to be an avatar. Because I would die day one in Avatar. I know I would. I'd step on some stupid ass plant that had some crazy ass freaking poison in it, and that'd be <laughs> I'd be done out, just like that. Hunger Games came up with a chat. Which what is, is H O T H? Is what? Alex said, "Say H O T H." It's, a, it's a planet in Star Wars. Oh, sorry, oh, Alex. Let yeah. you down. It's a cold planet. It's cold. Yeah, oh, well, then that's I can where that, that's where they have the uh, the big monster thing. Um, I know Leah said I would want to be in Harry Potter. Probably, I know that's basic, but I feel you, Leah. Like magic would be so fun. If I was, if I had magic powers, I would be a bad Hermione. Do you know what I mean? Not what you are like now. A, like a villain Hermione. So you would be like, like a villain Hermione is like what I'm you'd saying. You'd be in like Slytherin is what you would be. Yeah, like. but I, I would want to have like put in all the work and knowledge that, that she was able to gain. Me. But I wouldn't, See, I wouldn't be as like on the up and up and rule like, following I'm telling Hermione. you, like I'm telling you, people think that like Lindsay is like the sweetheart and she has an evil side. 
Yeah, but only in an alternative universe that is fictional. You mean the one one where we turn off the camera? (laughs) (laughs) I Espo. Oh my god. (laughs) It's funny because it's true. I think I you know what? I think I would want this is gonna sound lame, but I think Back to the Future would be a cool universe set. Do you just literally want to go back in time then? I would love to have access to a a time machine and and go check things out. (laughs) You know where I was going to go with that. Yeah, I know you're going to say, say. well, what, you want to make it with your mom in the past? (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what Saul was going to say. That's exactly what the first thing you thought about. Honestly, uh, if I was going to live in a fictional world, um, I would hella roll with a gremlin. The gremlin? Yes. Hell yeah. Don't feed them after I'm not going to no, feed them. No, no, no. I'm not going to yeah. break all the rules. The, like, no, not the gremlins. The, what is it, Mogwai's? Or yeah, Mogwai. Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah. What is this? Oh. Gizmo? Oh. Gizmo. Oh. But I didn't know. Wait, what, you, what did you say? They're, they're called Mogwai's. That's what, oh, that's what Gizmo that. Before okay. they turn into gremlins. Yeah. Okay. I only knew it as gremlins and, and gizmo. Yeah. Top, top five oh. guilty pleasure movie, gremlins. Dude. Okay, so where do you not want to be? I don't want to be an avatar. And you don't want to be where? Oh, and Ready Player One? Yeah. I don't Some, know where I don't want to be. Somebody suggested uh, Free Guy as a place to be. You ever see that movie Mm-mm. with Ryan Reynolds? No. He basically is one of the oh, extras yeah. in a video game. Mm. Oh, that's fine. I was like, yeah, that actually sounds like um, it'd be fun. I thought of a better one than Harry Potter. I want to be in the movie. I know this is different, but I'm just going to pretend it's part of that. Um, Bill and Ted's Most Excellent Adventure and do the history thing? How fun would that be, You just want a time machine. You stole my answer. Yeah, but to hang out with those two dudes Uh, while in the time machine? It's all well and good when you're two white guys, but I don't want to go back and travel at all. Not even a little bit. Sorry. Not happening. Nope. I don't want to go to the past. I can barely stand the future. Nope. What's yours, Shane? Um, if I have the ability, it would be Naruto would be my go-to because I would just be so fun to be a ninja okay. and like run on trees. And where I wouldn't want to be is Waterworld because that would be terrifying. Oh, that's a good one. And my life would be very long, much like the movie. That's a good one. Too or, long, some or might say. Dune. Ooh, Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, that's a good one. Pan's no Labyrinth. Way. If you haven't seen Pan's nope. Labyrinth, watch that movie tonight. Nope. Such I, a banger. I haven't seen that. I would act. You know what? I'd love to hang out with Sven and uh, uh, and Olaf and the crew in Frozen. I think they could be entertaining. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it could be. I'm I mean, not going to die. It's a Disney going, universe. If we're going to like so. mythical things, then I would love to live in ch- uh, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Ooh, Wait, I need to the original. I need to mention the, one that people haven't said to not be in is Marvel because fifty percent of the population got snapped. You know what? Yeah, but they that's came true. back. Yeah, but they mess everything up. I'd love five years off. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what happened. (laughs) (laughs) They got five years of rest and came back. It sounds like a great day. That's why I don't think I've ever related to you more. (laughs) I was just about to say, Lindsay taking a five-year nap would be beautiful for her. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. That was a good one. I like that one. Fictional worlds would be so fun to be able to bounce in. That'd be so fun. I'd love to I'd love to live in Luca's world because apparently you can walk on water there. Hey, That'd be nice. It must be nice to get flowers all the time, <laughs> yeah. no matter what you do. 
All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. Uh, we have a brief schedule change for tomorrow. Yes. So instead of being live at our normal 2 p.m. hour, we're going to be live at 11.30 a.m. So I know that's a little bit of a time difference for everyone, but uh, just uh, make sure you turn on notifications or put it in your calendar. 11.30 a.m. tomorrow, we will be live on our YouTube channel. So come we, hang out with us then. We don't know what the hell we're going to talk about, but we'll be back in about 12 hours. Yeah. So. And also on Friday, don't forget, yeah. come hang out with us at the Ainsworth. It's going to be a fantastic time. Uh, it'll be Lindsay, myself, and all of you. And maybe we'll have a special guest out of the crowd to come join us on the show for a few minutes because we don't have a third person today. So let's do it. Let J.U. in the chat is asking if we can explain what a pigeon is. Jay Crowder in round one said when they switch defense or offensively when they get a switch and they get the defender they want to go at, that guy's known as a pigeon. Yeah. So They're also why. known as something else. Do you want to say it? No, no, no. That was the, oh, that was just the, the spot. That was, that was the, the spot, spot on the top of the key. Mind. No, I'm not Never saying. Yep. Yeah. That's it. That's okay. It. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow at 11:30. Until then, you can follow hey, yo, me on Twitter at Lindsay Smithazy. You can follow Saul at Saunders Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Gourgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. take us out. Help us. The cameras are going off, and that means the other Lindsay comes out. Ahoy, hoy. Always on the job, my team move like the mob, turn the beat on, I throw it down like DA on the lot. Best combo since KJ Marley and Charles. If you squat, just sitting on the chat, get involved. Rhyme sayers got flavor, known to shine greater. Glide like Tom Chambers and Bulls versus Lakers. Off that pick, I'm Devin Booker. Bring it